Hi, this is Pastor Chris at Mount Morris Gospel Tabernacle. I am the Youth and Young Adults Pastor. I just want to say thank you for joining me this week on my weekly podcast. I pray it uplifts you, encourages you in your faith. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 130 that the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. It is my sincere prayer that as you listen to these podcasts that God speaks to you, that you get encouraged in your faith because the Bible says faith comes by hearing in hearing by the word of God. So I pray these encourage you and bless you. Please share these with a friend and subscribe to my channel on any of the available platforms that is available and I pray it blesses you. Here's this week's podcast. God bless. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining my podcast today. I just want to say welcome. Go ahead and subscribe to my channel and share this with a friend on any platform that you can. If you're on Apple, share it. Text it to somebody. Share it on Facebook. Get this message out because I believe that as people listen, that uh, the Holy Spirit will come and minister to them and touch their life in a profound way. Today I want to talk about a subject that if you could sit me down at a dinner table and or just have fellowship with me, you would ask me the question, what is it? Um, what is one thing that you're passionate about? What is one thing that you're passionate? I mean, if you can narrow it down to like one thing, that you're passionate about, what would it be? And this is what I would tell them. This is like the, I'm passionate about a lot of things, many things. But if if someone could sit me down and say, what is the one thing you're passionate about? This would be it. And I want to open up with a passage of scripture that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians. It is really the foundation of one of the foundations of of the ministry that my wife and I feel that we have, that God has given us, is what we feel. And it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and it starts with verse 4. It says, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, Chris, what is that one thing that you're passionate about? I'll tell you what it is. The number one thing that I'm passionate about is seeing people have an encounter with God. If, you, if I could narrow it down to one thing, if I could narrow it down to just one thing, that would be, that would be it, is having an encounter with God. Paul said it best. He said, it's, it's not my preaching and my speech were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Then he said, your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So in other words, without the demonstration of the spirit and power, there's really nothing that we have to put our faith in because you can't put it in the wisdom of men. You can't put it in intellectualism because intellectualism is just in your mind. But the moment an individual has an encounter with God, that person's life will never, ever, ever be the same. Ever. And I can go back to 
even when I was a little boy, I was five years old. My grandfather took me to a church in uh, a town called Wheatfield, Indiana. And uh, his, it was one of his best friend's churches. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. This man was preaching. And you know how when people preach, you can, you can tell that they either, you know, when someone preaches, they're either really, really boring or when they preach, you feel something. It's like you feel, it's like something comes off of their words. It's like the very, their very words just like pierce your heart. It's like the whole room just changes. You, you feel what they're saying. And that's what happened when I was five years old is I, this man was preaching and I was feeling something on him. I mean, I remember I was five and I remember when he was preaching, I was feeling something just so powerful behind his words. It wasn't, it wasn't normal what I was feeling. It was like something was coming off of his words and piercing my heart. So I remember I went to this altar this church I got that on my knees and I remember as a five-year-old kid I just I sat or I was on my knees I was just weeping weeping under the power of God just weeping weeping under the power and I remember that I saw in that little spirit of mine I saw that there was a call of God in my life and I didn't know how to explain it at five years old I just knew that what that man was doing, I was going to do one day. And I just didn't know how it was going to come about. I didn't know how it was all going to unfold. I just knew at that moment that I was going to do this. I was going to do this in my life. And many confirmations came from different men of God. And my grandparents, they would always tell me that there was a call of God in my life. And it always bared witness with me. And it was it would ring in me over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It was something I could not get away from. But the encounters with God didn't stop there. It was like I went on this journey. I ran from the Lord. To be honest, I ran from God after that encounter at five years old. I grew up. I went to middle school, high school, and started hanging out with the wrong people. But, you know, in the midst of all of that, God's hand was still on my life and I still knew I was called even though I ran and all that kind of stuff and but Chris where are you going with this today where am I going with this I'm I'm going in the direction that you know many have on this podcast that listen to me you've heard me preach young people that I minister to every week and I know I've explained this many times but you know, I can't I can't help the passion that I have on the inside of me for people to have an encounter with God. It's it's something holy, it's something that burns in me. It's bur- it doesn't burn like like it's not an emotional hype thing. It's it's in my spirit. And it's different when it's in your spirit because it doesn't go away. It's with me when I lay my head down on my pillow at night. It's with me when I wake up in the morning. It's with me when I'm sitting at my dinner table eating dinner and lunch and it doesn't go away when I'm driving down the road I mean this thing it burns in me 
so much so that all I think about is people having an encounter with God. It's like it floods my thoughts. It floods everything that I do. It floods my ministry. It floods my prayer life. It floods, I mean, it literally floods me. And there's nothing more precious than seeing someone experience Jesus. I mean, I, it's like money can't buy it. It's, there's, no, there's no feeling like seeing what you, God does. If you just let him, if you just let him. And I remember as a young kid, I I experienced Jesus in a special way. I knew his hand was on me. I just didn't know how to articulate where I was headed. And uh, so I went off to college. And um, to make a long story short, I don't want to go into my testimony because that's not where I'm headed today. But I went to college and I went to this incredible church in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. And I'll never forget as the pastor was preaching. They were very, very open about their faith. They were very, very open about the Holy Spirit. The very first service I ever went to, you heard the speaking of other tongues. People were praying in the Spirit. They were not ashamed. You could tell they weren't ashamed. The pastor would get up on the microphone, and the very beginning of the service, he was, I mean, the brother was not ashamed. He prayed in tongues. But there was something different about the atmosphere of the church. I mean, I I literally, tangibly felt the presence of God in his church, and I was not even serving Christ. I mean, you... You could tangibly, I mean, I know us Pentecostal people sometimes we're all about feelings, but get what, what I'm saying today is you could tangibly sense God was in the house. You could tangibly feel that God was there. And he's preaching a message. And just like that, when I was five years old, I felt the same thing coming off this man's words it was like piercing me it was like everything he said was like for me and what he was saying it just felt so good I mean it felt amazing the love of God just wrapped around me so I go to the altar I had this incredible experience with the Lord it's like someone dumped a hot barrel of honey oil. I mean, that's the only way I know how to explain it. And it just dumped all over my head. Just dumped everywhere. I just, I felt it all the way up on my head, down to my feet, all over my arms, my whole body. It felt beautiful. It felt like, I mean, I, I did drugs. I did all that, but it just, it felt so good. It felt so perfect. It felt like Jesus just came and I was in his arms, literally in his arms. And, you know, I feel a different, I feel a different flow on this, this uh, podcast today because many of you have heard my passion, my zeal, and it can be confused with hype. It can be confused with emotionalism because 
if you don't understand the things of the Spirit of God, you're not going to comprehend what I'm talking about today. You're going to think that this is just a phase, that one day I'm going to grow up and it's going to go away. But listen, the things of the Spirit of God, once they're placed on the inside of you, they, they're eternal. They don't go anywhere. It's like God brands you with the power of God. He brands you with eternity. It's like it, it can't go anywhere. You doesn't matter how far you want to run, He brands you with it. You can't get away from it. The fire of God, it moves you. It causes you to get up and it causes you to move. You can't sit still. It's like there's a... Jeremiah, the prophet, he said it best. He said, it's like a fire and it shut up in my bones. I can't... Sh I, it's like I want to shut up, but I can't. And that's... That's how I feel sometimes. It's like I can't sit down and, and just, I can't stop. I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop explaining it. It has been branded in me by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I have this beautiful encounter at this church, right? And it was so beautiful. And for the first time in my life, you know, I had a great mother, I had a great dad. They didn't, every parent makes mistakes, so I don't, you know, it, it had nothing to do with my parents. I just decided I was going to make these choices. You know, I had, good, I had a good mom. She prayed for me. She loved me. I had great grandparents. I, I just made the decision I was going to run the path I wanted to run down. I was raised the right way. My mom raised me good. And uh, I just decided I was going to be an idiot, you know, and, and, and take these paths of, of darkness. But... Nonetheless, Jesus was there in the middle of all that, and he, he grabbed me. He grabbed me at that altar. And I never forget, I left that service. I left that service, guys. And it was just me by myself, and I, went, I got in my, into my, my Pontiac Grand Am. And I'm driving down the road and tears are just flooding me. I mean, I, f I tangibly feel the presence of God all over me. I mean, I am crying. I'm weeping under the power as I'm driving down the road. I mean, I, I'm like swerving all over, the, all over the road because I'm so under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And it was at that moment, guys, at this church... Something happened to me. Something happened to me. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't per, like Paul was talking about. It wasn't persuasive words of human wisdom. It wasn't a a lecture. It wasn't emotionalism. It wasn't hype. It wasn't a false thing. It. Guys, literally, Jesus, he came and he touched my life in a supernatural way. And from that moment, I've never been the same again. And that was almost six and a half years ago that I had that happen to me. And then... It was so impactful that I would sit in college, my college classes, because I was going to a university at the time. I would sit in college classes, and the only thing I would think about is Jesus.
I mean, it was Jesus when I woke up. It was Jesus when I was driving to school, when I was walking back and forth to school. It was Jesus when I would work out at the gym. It was Jesus when, I mean, when I was playing basketball, because I played a lot of basketball in, at the college. I would play all the time. It was Jesus. I mean, it, he was literally all I could think about. Because he, it was a, I can't explain it, guys. I can't explain it. It was like he, he gave me a love. I, I just, I, I could never, it was so irresistible. It was so beautiful. It was so glorious. It was, it was, it was joy unspeakable, full of glory, unexplainable. And then, a long story short, because I don't, I don't want to get off track with what I'm trying to talk about. I only have so much time on these sessions. But I find this incredible man of God in Tampa that he's on CTN and I'm watching this program on CTN one day. And I had no clue about who this man was. I had no idea about his ministry. I did not know who he was. But when I heard this man preach and I saw what would happen in his services, I said, God, I want this. There's something about this. I want it. I want what this guy has. I want to encounter your presence like I've never encountered him before. Because let me just say this, guys, without his presence, Listen to me. Without his presence, all we have is religion. Without his presence, guys, all we have is just a religious service or a religious event. And that's really not going to touch anybody's life. And I say that respectfully. It's not. It's not going to help people that are struggling. It's not going to set captives free. It's not going to help somebody bound by drugs or alcohol or suicide or depression and maybe you don't fit into any of those categories but there's people out there many of them that are and without his presence we don't have much guys and i remember i saw this pastor on ctn he's preaching god's touching people in his meetings and i said i want i've got to go and i've got to go to this i've got to see what's going on i i need to sit in these meetings so my brother and i we go to this camp meeting in tampa and I'm so hungry for God. I'm crying out to God under my breath. I'm saying, oh God, come and touch me in these services. Oh God, come and just meet me here. I'm, I'm so desperate for you. I'm so hungry. It's just me and my brother. No one else, just me and him. We're so hungry for God. We're pressing in. Oh God, come and touch us. Oh God, we want your power. We want your anointing. We want, your, we want you, Lord. Come and just wrap your arms around us. Come and set us free, Lord, with everything that we're struggling with. Lord, come and help me. Come and, you know, I mean, I'm just crying out. Everything within me is I'm crying out to God. And all of a sudden, and it was a Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday night in the month of May. And I'm in Tampa, Florida. And I'm sitting in the very far back rows of the sanctuary. Places packed. People are hungry. The very presence of the Lord begins to fall in the room. It's like the atmosphere of the room became holy. People were weeping. People were crying. People were laughing in this 
what was what's called the joy of the Lord. People are laughing uncontrollably. People are speaking in other tongues. And somebody said, "Ah, oh, that's crazy," but I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, it was it was beautiful what was happening in the room. People were getting touched all over the place. You could feel His glorious presence. Those of you that know the Spirit of God, you, it bears witness with you when you see stuff like that. You know it's real. You know it's heaven on earth. And I'm feeling this glorious presence begin to fall upon me and it gets stronger. It gets stronger and it gets stronger and it gets stronger. And so much so it comes on me so strong, I, I begin to feel my whole body begin to shake. My whole body starts shaking. My whole everything on the inside of me begins to shake it's his presence comes all over me and it was the greatest feeling i ever felt in my whole life it was like it, it was beautiful guys i spoke in tongues i laughed i cried all at the same time figure that one out you can't but it happened to me it happened to me and i'll even go into this extent <laughs> the power of god came on me so strong that night that I ran around that church a couple times. Yep. I'm not ashamed of that. I ran around the building. My whole body felt like it was on fire. And I ran around that church shouting for joy. And you say, Chris, that really makes me nervous. Why? Why? You know, when you get to heaven, can I tell you something? When you get to heaven, if you don't like noise right now, you're really not going to like heaven, I promise. Because heaven is a place where it's rejoicing. People are rejoicing. You want to talk about noise. Wait until you get to heaven. There's not going to be one sad person in that place. People are going to be jumping. People are going to be shouting. People are going to be dancing. People are going to be screaming. People are going to be clapping. People are going to be so filled with joy. And I dare to believe the scripture, we can have heaven on earth. And that's what happened to me that day. And where am I going with this podcast today? I talked about these encounters that I had as a young kid at five then I go to college and I go to this church and I have an encounter with God and then I go to Tampa and I have this encounter with God what am I trying to say guys what I'm trying to say is what burns in me what burns in me every single day is that we live in a society in the church world in particularly the church world where there's such a famine of the presence and the power of God that there's many churches today that do not have the demonstration of the spirit and power and he, and and somebody said oh Chris here you go again but no here I don't go again this is the only thing that burns in me is every person every person must have an encounter with God and somebody said Chris that'll never happen well okay you can believe that, but I'm, I'm going to dare to believe that every person can have an experience with God. When you go to a restaurant, 
you have an experience. You go in there, you expect what? Food. When you have a baby, that's an experience. You have you give birth. What do you expect's gonna happen? Uh, the baby's gonna come out of the womb. What do you expect when you go to Disney World? You're gonna go on rides. You're gonna experience roller coasters. And you're gonna experience Mickey Mouse. You know what you're gonna get yourself into. But why in the church do we not? Ex- we don't expect anything. We just go in. And in a couple of scriptures, really, that's not what happened to me. That's not what took place for me. If God can touch me as a young kid at five years old, and He's kept this power and this presence has come upon me, and it, I can't help it, it happens often to me. Why in the world would we not embrace His presence? You know what really hurts is that I see people, they fight, they, they, they resist. They resist the Holy Spirit. They, they fight Him. They fight him. They, they, it doesn't matter what somebody says. They could, I could give you a hundred scriptures about the power of God and how the Holy Spirit wants to touch you. And I can go through the scripture and show you where this is at. And you'll still fight it. You will still criticize it. You will still fight it. And it's like, why? Why? If you knew me like seven years ago, eight years ago, if you knew me, you would be like you are you're you're a long you're a lost cause you are gone but because of what i just shared with you because of the power of god because of his presence because of jesus himself wrapping his arms around me i am where i am today without that i am finished I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. And that is why I carry the passion that I do for people to have an encounter with God. This is nothing to be afraid of. This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is nothing to be... Listen, this is our faith this this is the foundations of our faith this is called the book of acts guys the book of acts church and what grieves my heart is that many churches many ministries many people have told the lord himself you cannot come in here and do what you do can i be honest with you today jesus is not welcome in many churches today because if he is welcome the moment he starts moving you'll see people start getting nervous people start getting antsy people get they don't know how to handle it because they've never seen it before but if you would just embrace it if you would just open up your heart and stop thinking you know everything nobody knows everything And you say, Chris, you're really young. You don't know a whole lot. You know what? You're probably right. But if you have the same God that lives on the inside of me, then that same God knows everything. 
And if he knows everything, then he can surely help this young kid deliver a message to a lost and dying generation that God wants to touch him. So yeah, I'm young. I am young. And I'm proud of I'm proud of it because the Bible says don't let anyone despise your youth. I'm a young man. But I have the same God that lives on the inside of you that knows everything. So yes, I'm young. Yes, I have passion. But I can tell you right now, this passion was birthed, was branded in me by Jesus Christ himself. And what I'm trying to get across today is that you need to embrace the presence and the power of God. You need to embrace it because that's the only thing that's going to change you. We go from glory to glory, Scripture says. Glory to glory. The only way that can happen is if you allow the Spirit of God to do a work in you. You have to allow Him to come in and do a work on the inside of you because you, if you don't, you'll stay stuck. The same issues, you'll fight them. The same, the same struggles, you'll fight them. But if you allow the Spirit of God to do a work in you, He'll begin to break those things right off of your life and you will start to begin to live victorious. You will start to live victorious in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Chris, why are you so passionate about what you do? Why? Well, give him some time. He's really young. He's got some growing up to do. There's, there is a little, probably some truth in that, but I can tell you right now, my zeal, my passion, the fire of God that lives on the inside of me, they ain't going anywhere. And for those people that say that I need to grow up and all that kind of stuff, and and I've got a lot to learn, a lot of learning to do. You know, the Bible says it has some specific instructions for that. It says the older men need to help the younger men, the older women need to help the 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 younger women. So yeah, there's some things probably in the natural that I I need help in. But that does not negate the fact that the anointing of God is upon my life. That the call of God is there. And I'm not, I'm not asking anyone to bow down and respect me as some kind of man of God. But all I'm saying is the anointing is on my life. And God, is, God has called me. And it's up to the Lord to promote me. But as far as those other things like, oh, you're, you're too young. You don't understand things. And, you know, just give them some time. It's actually the men of God in the church to help. It's your job to help the younger men. It's, it's, it's your job to help, to be a help, and to actually push me right into the call that God has for my life. And even when I, and my job is to help the younger men that are younger than me. And that's what I endeavor to do. It's just to believe in them and to see the call of God on their life and to help them. That's what this thing's all about, guys. But what I want to close with is this. Without His presence, all we really have is religion. And if you want religion, 
there's a tons of churches you can go to that are religious. You can go in there, you can do your religious duty, and then you can leave. But for those of you that are you're longing for something and you know there's more, you know there's more. You know there's more than what you're experiencing. It's like there's a you're starving for for the meat of the word. It's like you're starving for a fresh touch from heaven. It's like you're starving for something of substance. You're starving. Can I tell you that the answer is God's presence? Can I tell you the answer is his anointing? Can I tell you that today? It's the demonstration of the spirit and of power that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians that we read. It's the it's the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the church today. Can I tell you that that's the answer? That's longing in your heart. For the for the one that's listening to me today that's lost in your sin, can I tell you that the answer for you is Jesus Christ? Can I tell you that today the answer that you need is found in him, in his presence? That joy that you're searching for in drugs, in alcohol, in relationships, can I tell you that it is found in his presence? Can I tell you today that it is found in the person of Jesus Christ? And the Holy Spirit will come and fill those empty voids in your heart if you would just simply put down your walls and let Him, even though you don't quite understand what's actually happening. Can you just open up your heart, please? Like I'm begging you as a minister of the gospel to tell you today that you just need to open your heart to the Spirit of God and stop trying to judge what's actually happening and just say, you know what, it's in the Bible. I'm going to close my, hand, my eyes and lift my hands and just let Him do it. Can you please? Because I know there's been a gospel that's been pushed that that stuff is old-fashioned, but can I tell you today that there's nothing old-fashioned about me, that I'm actually 23, going to be 24 years old on February the 17th. There's nothing old about me. This is not an old-fashioned thing. This is called God's presence. It's called His anointing that never left the earth. It's here today, and it's here, sent by the head of the church on the day called Pentecost in a, in a room called the Upper Room. When 120 people were gathered together, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them a cloven tongues as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Can I tell you that that's the answer to your longing soul? Can I tell you that that's the answer to that longing heart that you know as a believer that there is more to this thing called a relationship with Jesus? Can I tell you that the answer to your cry is the Holy Ghost? Can I tell you that the answer to your cry is the anointing of the Spirit of God that is available to you today, not tomorrow, not next week, right now, today? That's the answer to your problems, to your cry. That's the answer to your marriage. That's the answer to your business. That's the answer to your life. I don't care. I might not have a lot of experience in 
in ministry, but I can tell you that the same Spirit of God that rests upon me is the same Spirit of God that rests upon the Apostle Paul, that the same Spirit of God that rests upon me is the same Spirit of God that rests upon the great Oral Roberts and the great A.A. Allen and the great R.W. Schambach and the great Catherine Coleman and, 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 and the great Lester Sumrall and the great T.L. Osborne and the great Kenneth Hagin and that same Holy Spirit that rests upon those men rests upon me and because it rests upon me that my generation will be touched with his power and with his presence and they will come into a realization that Jesus Christ is alive. Can I tell you today that that is the answer to our generation? That generation that has lost, a generation that is running, a generation that does not know its way, that has lost its way, that's lost its identity, that doesn't know where they're headed, that they are confused. Can I tell you that the answer is the person of Jesus Christ, that when he comes into a soul that is longing for something real, he will come and fill it with himself and he will set that person free. Can I tell you that that's the answer? I can tell you today that's the answer. Well, Chris, I don't like the package that you give it in. Well, I'm sorry. This is who I am. And the last time I checked, I'm being myself. I'm going to be myself. You want to know why I'm going to be myself? Because everybody else is taken. I can't be somebody else. I can't be something that I'm not. So I'm making a decision to be myself. And this is who I am. This is how I minister. This is the package that I give it in. I know many won't receive it, but I know there are people that will because there's 7 billion people on the planet. Surely somebody, surely somebody will be reached by my ministry. Can I tell you that the answer to your longing soul is his presence? I don't need to watch the movie God's Not Dead to find out he's not dead. All you need is an encounter with the Holy Spirit. All you need is a head-on collision with Jesus, and you'll know God's not dead. If you fall down in church, you fall down. If you cry, you cry. If you speak in tongues, I pray you do. I want you to get that gift. Have a head-on collision with Jesus and watch how your life starts to change. Watch how your life starts to change. I don't claim to know everything because the fact of the matter is I don't. I don't know everything. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to make changes. I'm very young in ministry. But I can tell you one thing that I will not do is I will never compromise the Word of God. I will never compromise the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll never compromise that. Because the moment I compromise that is the moment the hand of God lifts off of my life. It was this that I was talking about today that propelled the church in the book of Acts. You read the book of Acts, you will see in in the book of Acts how the, the, the disciples of old operated in raw power, miracles, signs, wonders, baptisms in the Holy Ghost, 
speaking in tongues, prophesying, gifts of the Spirit. I can't read in any of the Bible where it says that stuff passed away. I know it hasn't passed away because it touched me and I'm, God uses me in, the, in similar ways. You, it, I hate to break the news, but you've come too late to tell me this stuff isn't real because it's touched me at a very young age. And I believe that people listen to me right now. This is what you have been longing for. You've been longing for the anointing. You've been longing for His presence in your life. You've been longing for that. And even the young people that I minister to, that you're listening to me right now, and you come to my services, listen. This is real. This is real. Stop fighting it, guys. Your natural mind is never going to get the things of the Spirit of God. Open your heart. That's how you receive salvation. That's how you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's how you receive divine healing. That's how you, you, that you can't even read the Bible without opening your heart and reading it and getting something out of it. So I'm telling you today, just open your heart. And if you don't understand something, do not criticize it. That's very dangerous. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you listening to me right now, I just, I want you to, I want you to close your eyes right now, wherever you're at. If you're driving, open your eyes and drive. But if, if, wherever you're at today, I want you to close your eyes. Right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come and I'm going to pray and I'm going to, I'm going to ask the Lord to come and I'm going to ask him to reveal himself to you. I'm going to ask him to come and I'm going to ask him to touch you like he touched me. No one needs to lay hands on you. All I need to do is speak and you just open your heart and watch how God will come literally where you're at right now and he'll touch you right on the airwaves. I'm talking about right where you're at, in your room, wherever you're at. I believe as I pray, the power of God's gonna come and touch you and you're gonna experience what I have been talking about. Because if I can't demonstrate what I talked about, I might as well not even preach it. Jesus, he taught, he preached, and he demonstrated. If I can't demonstrate what I just taught you, I need to shut up and sit down. But I'm not, I'm gonna demonstrate what I preached to you and God is going to touch you right now. You say, Chris, that's really bold. Well, the Bible says the wicked flees where no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yes, it's bold. But I believe my God will come and he will wrap his arms around you wherever you're at today. Close your eyes right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now for the fire of God, for the anointing of God right now. In Jesus' name, touch every heart. Touch right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Right now, I feel it right now. That's His presence coming upon you right now from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. 
right now. Right now. I command heaviness to lift right now in Jesus' name. I command depression right now. Break right off of your people right now. I command fear to break right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Right now. I see someone's back right now. You have like... You have like a severe back pain. I see that right now. I command this back pain to go right now in the name of Jesus. Someone's listening to me. You have back pain. Put your hand on your back. I command this back to be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody has migraine, migraine headaches. Right now, I command these migraines. Go right now in the name of Jesus. I see somebody right now. You have a hard time sleeping at night it's like you cannot go to sleep it's like tormenting spirits or something you just can't fall asleep it's like you're afraid or something i curse that thing right now in jesus name i command you to be whole right now sweet sweet sleep at night sweet sweet rest sweet rest i see someone's eyes it's like you have really bad eyesight i command right now in jesus name 2020 vision right now 2020 vision. I command these eyes to be whole right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see right now, I'm, some, I'm talking to somebody right now that you have a baby in your womb. And it's like the, the doctors are saying that um, the baby's not going to make it. There's some complications with it. I want you to lay your hands on your belly where the baby's at, of course. And I want you right now, I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this baby. I thank you right now for the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now to go through this, this microphone right now into her body. I command this baby to live right now in Jesus' name. This child shall live and not die. Thank you for shocking the doctors, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just feel His presence so strong right now. In this room where I'm at right now, I feel it so strong. I feel it so strong. Right now, I just want everyone to put your hand on your belly. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. In Jesus' name, I just speak that right out. I just speak it out right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy right now in the name of Jesus. Joy right now. That's it. That's his joy. That's his joy right now. Let it bubble right out of you right now. Right now, joy in the name of Jesus. Filled right now. Filled. You say, Chris, what is this? I just read it. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 says, My speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That's what this is. Joy right now in Jesus' name. That's it, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
For many have said, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is real or not. But the Lord would say to you today that that He is with you. And I would say to you today, just open your hearts. Open your heart to receive. And the Lord says He'll touch you. He'll change you. In Jesus' name. Well, listen, guys. I'm going to get off here, but I believe that many of you have You've received revelation today. You've received, you've heard my heart. You've heard where I'm at. And I believe that God has touched you in a profound way today. I'd love to hear the feedback. Go ahead and um, message me. If you know how to get a hold of me, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love you so much. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today. And I bless you in Jesus' name. God bless you.